Hello everyone, this is Ben Graw. And this is Garth Remington. And we have a treat in store for you. Huge treat. Because it has been Halloween recently, we decided to do a bigger episode than usual. Ooh, spooky. For those who are fans of the Black Mirror series on Netflix, we have decided to go through every single episode of Black Mirror and talk about all of them. Now, I'm not a fan of Black Mirror because I haven't seen it at all and I'm barely aware of its existence. So if you're up for hearing about every single episode or more to the point, up to hearing me hear every episode and my reaction to something I've never seen. Yeah, see, that was the fun of this episode is you haven't seen it. So I represent the people who have seen it. You represent the people who haven't seen it. Oh my God, that's like all people. Uh, Everyone should listen to this. So even if you haven't seen Black Mirror, just listen to this anyway and watch it after because it's even better after hearing our commentary on it. Yes, uh, spoiler alerts though. Yes, there are definitely spoiler alerts for all the Black Mirror stuff. We go quite in depth on a lot of it. And when we decided to do this endeavor of let's go through every Black Mirror episode, the first thing we thought is how long could this possibly take? And then we found out how long it takes. (laughs) We do this first episode, which is part one, which is going to have the first 11 episodes of Black Mirror. We hit that and we thought, hey, we got through that in just over an hour and a half. Let's see if we can do the other 11. No, we shot way over. So I think you have three hours and 45 minutes of podcast. If I got that wow. right. So the first one went for an hour and a half. How long did the second one go for? The first one goes for, yeah, an hour and 35 minutes. The second one goes for two hours and 12. Jesus. And we haven't even added in the intros and what we're doing now. So it actually looks longer than that when you're looking at the playtime. Yeah, we don't work well with our minds on a leash. Um, <laughs> I think we did fine in the first one because there was no pressure and we just happened to end halfway through, coincidentally. And we went, well, clearly, if it's the same amount of episodes, it'll take the same amount of time for us to talk about it but I think because we had to do all of them that kind of messed with us but I really enjoyed going through all these episodes these are some really good episodes probably some of the best we've ever done because if you know Black Mirror or you've even heard of it you know all the crazy storylines that come out and hearing our takes on it is good yes an informed take and a completely blind take (laughs) so without further ado because these two episodes are already long enough we're gonna just get on with the episode I guess it's now like three hours and 25 minutes (laughs) Uh, We're making it worse, Ben. We are. On with the episode. To the Robot and Recorder podcast. Oh, yeah, group mentality. Exactly. Mob's always right. That's what you get for getting off the ride, bro. Hello and welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Gareth Remington. And on this episode, we're going to be looking at a Netflix series that's all creepy and weird and awesome. Because on this episode, we're going to be doing the Wikipedia page for Black Mirror. You're stepping through a door, but like a modern day door, not like a door from the 70s, like one now. I don't know, maybe it has one of those cameras that lets you know when packages arrive. But you step through it and that's when you get a tweet because it's modern times, not the 70s. But it's not just a normal tweet. You're going through a vortex to a strange place, which isn't quite the same. Maybe your Facebook notifications don't come the same way. Maybe you get a different ringtone because remember, it's now, not then. You're stepping into the black mirror. 
Sounded more like the Twilight Zone. That's my point. <laughs> All I know about Black Mirror is it's modern day Twilight Zone. Which was going to be my next Wikipedia page pick. I was going to do Twilight Zone. Oh, sweet. Because <laughs> then I'll go, you're stepping through a door, but like an old door, not like a modern <laughs> door. <laughs> sweet. This is awesome. Which I am actually a big fan of Twilight Zone as well. I'm going to be honest. Haven't watched much of it. Really do. I want to get the series and binge it. And they're making new ones, apparently. Twilight Zone is very hit and miss. There's a lot of like really shitty boring episodes but then there's a lot of like really awesome episodes I get the impression that you can tell if it's good or bad in the first five minutes yes because you find the premise and you go okay come at me that's the same with anything like as soon as they explain the premise to you you're either in or out at that point there are some things that like can twist at the end that make you go like they hold the suspense the whole way through but with a show like that it is all about the premise I do find even with this show when they do the premise up front Black Mirror so much yeah Black Mirror when they just get the premise out of the way up front and explain what it is that's so much better than the ones where the premise is like a twist at the end but it is cool these things because this is kind of like twilight zone but kind of has more of a sci-fi lean on it than twilight zone did because i think twilight zone had a lot of magic whereas did they it? don't use magic in this but yeah they use science in twilight zone there was like ghosts and genies and magic cameras and magic clocks oh yeah things that just because it's unexplainable if it does it it just does the thing it was a lot more like supernatural means because mm, i haven't seen it it's like I should be upfront about that. Ben, you've watched all the episodes? I've watched every episode. Yeah, because we haven't said that. Like, you haven't seen this. You saw the first episode. I made you watch yeah. that before we did this. You made me, you gave it to me, said you got to watch this. Otherwise, you're not going to know what the hell's going on. So I've seen one episode. Yes, but we have like, it says here there are 22 episodes. I didn't know there are that many. There's five seasons and only 22 episodes. Well, yeah, they only have like three episodes. That's the weirdest thing I think I've ever heard. They roughly go for like anywhere between 40 minutes to like... Like an hour and a half. So it can be like watching a small movie. Okay. I think the one I gave you was like 50 minutes or something like that. It's your hour long TV show minus the ads. And it does open up a lot of like hypothetical scenarios that I want to get into and just see how you would react being put in the situations that are in each of these episodes. Okay, so spoiler alerts? Yes, definitely spoiler alerts. I'm okay. putting spoiler alerts at the front of this. I'm assuming they've already listened to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. That's very important. The latest season just come out? Like, is it? a constant thing at the moment or has this it, happened and it's there's a break? I think there's a break going on at the moment. I recently caught up the last season finished probably like a little while ago. They release all three episodes at once. So uh, That's a Netflix thing, isn't it? It's a Netflix thing. So okay. if you've got Netflix, you've definitely heard about it. It's definitely come up on the panels there and I'm pretty sure everyone else has. But even if you haven't watched the show because Garth hasn't. I've got a premise for Black Mirror. There's like one guy who doesn't have Netflix <laughs> and he has to do a podcast Podcast about Netflix. <laughs> Because you don't even have Netflix, yeah. So no. you have like no concept for this show whatsoever now. No, no, no. But no, so that's also the thing. You're not going to see it. So this is probably the closest you're ever going to get to the show. So I'll be honest. For a long time, I thought the show was called Black Milk, <laughs> which is a brand of like chick tights, like ones with the images on them. And the one thing we should get over is Black Mirror, the title. That refers to like, you know, when your TV screen is off, how you can see your reflection in it. Ah. Screens are like Black Mirror. 
mirrors. It's the same on your phone and stuff like that. Like when you turn your TV off and you see yourself in the TV. Yes. Okay. The metaphor can be even more in depth that like you're meant to relate to the characters and see them as yourself. So you're watching this TV and it's like a mirror showing you in that situation. Oh, that's or even deep. see it through the characters. So yeah, that's what the black mirror is. Which is, and that is that Twilight Zone. Like what would you do in this situation? Every episode has basically the same theme. Technology taken to a bad place or used for misdeeds. Okay. So you saw the first episode, which we may as well get into this. Yeah, okay. So straight off the bat, why did you make me watch a bestiality film, Ben? (laughs) What you guys got to understand, Ben didn't tell me I was watching Black Mirror. He just gave me this zip drive and said, you have to watch this before the next episode. And I put it in. And the first thing they do is this guy comes on and says, you have to have sex with a pig or she'll die. And I instantly knew by the end of that episode, someone was going to fuck a pig. (laughs) He had to. That's the way the story goes. Okay. I hate to derail right from the beginning because I only saw the one episode, but it's the prime minister of England. And they went, oh, they've kidnapped her. And if you don't have sex with this pig, they're going to kill her. And they're all like, well, what are you going to do? Look, we do not negotiate with terrorists. (laughs) And I could have finished that episode in four minutes. But the problem that they had was at first they weren't going to go through with it. But then as the video got leaked out, there was kind of like this public uproar of like, no, he has to do it or we're all going to riot. Which is kind of like a spin on technology if that was social media gone awry. It became a situation that they couldn't control because the internet took it. But no, because even if he did it, it doesn't mean that she'd be safe. You know what I mean? Like you don't negotiate with terrorists. I would have, the first thing I would have done as prime minister because it got leaked, everyone knew about it. I would have gone on TV and gone, this person's disgusting. We don't negotiate with terrorists. We're going to do everything. Look out, princess. We're going to try and find you. Because if the prime minister said that, then everyone would be like, oh, you know, that's a good call. Because even if he did do that, which is a disgusting, unthinkable thing, the guy could still kill the princess or what's to stop the next person doing it. Like you don't negotiate with terrorists. The end. Even when they chop her finger off? It was already like established that he was going to before that happened. And yes, (laughs) because what, what did we learn? It wasn't even her finger. You don't know. It's like the story of the guy who robbed a bank with a phone. Like he walked into the teller and said, I've got on the phone someone who's kidnapped your child. So give me all the money or your child's going to die. So they give him all the money. You don't even know your kid's on the other end of that phone. And that's what I saw in that episode. It's the threat of something and how people react to something where there's no actual confirmation. Just the, oh, but what if? Oh, but we better. Oh, but, but, but. No, we don't negotiate with terrorists. Everyone would have been fine. This is something that comes up a lot in movies. And that was immediately my problem with the episode. (laughs) When I see a flaw, when something is just skipped over because we've got a plot, the premise was to have sex with this pig. So yeah, they can't do what you're saying because the movie has to happen essentially. Yes. I lose my shit about these things and Ali always knows how to calm me down because I'm like, why would you do that? If I was in that situation, why would anyone do that? She goes over, because it was in the script. (laughs) Okay, yeah, fair enough. That makes sense why it happened then. I mean, I have that frustration of writing things as well is because you have a good idea that would be fun for a character to do something, but then people start poking holes and like, why would he do this? Why wouldn't he just go to the police or something? Because I want this to... We're trying to get here. Yeah, because we're trying to get here. And so now I've got to backtrack and think of motivations that stop Mm. him from going to the police. Without making it seem too obvious, because there were a few things in that episode, and I'm going to put this hands down. I'm probably going to fail, but that's what's fun here. I'm going to put hands down. I solved that episode in the first four minutes. You're going to go through these other episodes. I'm going to do the exact same thing. (laughs) 
I don't know. Some of them get kind of confusing. Good. I will alleviate that confusion, set you straight, and I'll tell everyone why Black Mirror premises don't work. I don't even know what we're going to talk about. I know that if I come forward cocky to start with, <laughs> we can have nothing but fun from here. Either I'm a genius or I'm a fool. All right. Well, what if <clears throat> someone had taken a loved one and you could have all possible assurances that if you do make love with the pig, your loved one will be returned? That's being guaranteed somehow. Okay, I don't so know how you- not what happened in the episode. Not what happened in the episode. I'm basically putting into a situation, if you were stuck in a place where you have to have sex with a pig or someone you love dies, would you go through with it or would you just say, nah, sorry? All right, so take away technology. We're back to Twilight Zone. This is magic. Yeah. And is it on the TV like he did? Like it has to be a public pig fucking? Yes. That seems to be important to me. And I don't know if that's a bad thing that that's what triggers in my head. Like, oh, yo, fuck a pig. But I don't want anyone to know I did it, right? (laughs) No, I'm trying to save a princess here. (laughs) I'm doing it for the monarchy. Well, see, personally, I think that I would be on board with it and be like, all right, I'll do it. I'll just, I'll take one for the team until I saw the pig. As soon as I see the pig and someone's like, you're going to fuck that pig, take your pants off. I'd be like, hold on a second, everyone. I don't know if I want to do this anymore. (laughs) I'm having second thoughts. No, you've coined the phrase perfectly. There's a big difference between sex with a pig and sex with that pig. Yes. (laughs) That is a very big difference. And it's one of those, well, ultimately what you're saying is I'll point out my plot holes later in the episode, but if we're taking the premise of you have to have sex with this pig or this person would die and it's someone that you care about, that's all we're saying. Like, you know, what would you be willing to do to save a loved one? And I mean, you know, if you got to throw one down a pig, you got to throw one down for a pig, right? I think we even touched on this uh, with the rhino. If you took one for the team and did that, you walk down the street, people are like, hey, there's the pig fucker. (laughs) We love you, man. You took one for the team. You fucked a pig for us, bro. We fucking love you. See, that actually might add to it. Instead of just saving a loved one of mine, if it was, they're going to blow up an entire city if I don't do it. Because then at least the people in that city, it's like, you can't make fun of me. You would be dead, you fucker, if I didn't like fuck Mm. that pig for you. And they did have cheats in there that he did actually use because he took Viagra before going in there. And also they had porn playing that he could watch. So that he could be aroused, which I feel that was just a cheat just to get to the point of they wanted a guy to have sex with a pig. <laughs> they didn't want to have all these little things in the way. I mean, it would have been a little disappointing if it got to the end of that episode and he didn't have sex with a pig. <laughs> they promised it from act one. I think that's the true premise of the episode. Can we make the whole Netflix watching world desperately, like, but secretly want to see a guy have sex with a pig? Because the second they brought it up, it's like, oh, that's gross. But as the episode goes by, everyone's like, I hope he does it. It's, he's getting boxed in. The tension's building. He better have sex with his pig. And there's a the thing. When he is having sex with the pig on TV and it keeps showing all these people watching it on TV and you're sitting there thinking all these people are watching this guy have sex with a pig and like oh shit that's what I'm doing (laughs) (laughs) ah Black Mirror (laughs) that's it Black Mirror you're the people as well (laughs) so in that way it's kind of an episode that makes fun of you as well of why would people watch this depraved act it's like well you are you waited a whole hour for this (laughs) I did like that too because everyone kept watching and there was a point where a girl's like turn it off and a guy's like no 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 this is history (laughs) we all have to be a part of this like it's disgusting I don't want to see it but you kind of have to watch it till the end what if something happens 
See, I dove into that episode. I didn't actually know what Black Mirror was. I just sort of was looking through things on Netflix and I'll sometimes watch the first episodes of stuff. Oh, so you got it before the hype. Oh, so wow. I watched that having no idea what it was. And then as soon as they say that you have to fuck a pig, there was part of me that sat up and went, wait, is this for real? <laughs> and the fact that it wasn't a comedy, that's yes. what I think is the most important part. They took what if you had to fuck a pig and turned it into the most serious thing ever. And I always thought it'd be good to like, take those crazy hype hypothetical scenarios that you joke about with your friends at the pub and turn those into not comedies but serious like what if this really happened yes which that's a great premise for a show it seems to be successful for that very reason so overall did you like watching the episode though you thought it was well put together or it's a great show when I notice a little thing that I disagree with it kind of ruins the flow for me like I said after four minutes I'm like this is all irrelevant yeah once you've solved the movie there's part of you that thinks Roll credits now Like it's done Just move on guys All I'm thinking is Wow these guys Really wanted to film A guy have sex with a pig <laughs> Like someone really Wanted this Black Mirror Is a story where I think the argument Is it all happens In the same universe But at different times Okay So certain rules Do apply Amongst multiple episodes Ah But sometimes That can be hard To put their Their storyline together So mm. That is one that's Based in present time But there are a lot more That go more future to okay. give you crazier technology. Yeah, before we go past that episode, because this is the only one I actually know about, I like that the episode did end with the guy released her before he did it. Yeah, that was an interesting touch. And it was a piece of art. I like that. It's taking art to the next level. I can respect that. But also, that was the season premiere, the first episode. I like a show that comes out swinging. Like, first episode, fuck a pig. What? I can respect that. You didn't yeah. start little and work your way up to that. You started there. I think the ultimate performance in that is also the Prime Minister's wife where she is just please don't do this like everyone's already imagining it in their head please don't do this Mm. and then after he does there's a moment where like they go in and they look all happy in front of the cameras and they go off and she goes up the stairs and he calls back out to her and she gives him this look of I cannot believe I ever let you fuck me because that's the the moral of it is that you gotta remember what's important to you because the whole point they're pointing out is you have to do it for the people you have to do it for your reputation you have to do it for the queen the country but the person that is most important to you is your wife and that's the one person he specifically ignored they showed she called him and he ignored the calls because he's embarrassed because he has to do this thing he possibly could have gone through with it and she'd be fine if he just talked to her but he abandoned the wife and it's that's the one thing you do wrong like he has to actually live with her oh it's great that the rest of the country likes you for having sex with a pig oh yeah because it even says his approval rating has gone up well he did it bro we feel bad for you that he had to go through that but what does that matter your wife hates you there are other like little easter eggs scattered throughout other episodes though and one that comes up is a news article in another episode I don't even remember which one but it says Prime Minister Michael Cow getting a divorce oh so that's afterwards later. so that's afterwards so there are things that say that that marriage did not work out after the <laughs> events of this okay his approval rating goes up the wife obviously horrified completely like feels um, abandoned and yeah like has problems with it she then divorces him how does the country treat her <laughs> how dare you leave 
the pig shagger. We love that guy because he shagged the pig. And no matter what you say, the reason is everyone knows it's the pig. Yeah. You're jealous of the pig. <laughs> in fact, he can start doing whatever he wants after then and knows that if she leaves, everyone will be like, what? Because he did one for king and country? If your partner did have sex with a pig though, wouldn't that make them seem way less attractive in your eyes? Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> like noticeably so. Yeah, like that's a thing that <laughs> I don't know if we get past this. I mean, I, I love Shannon, but once a pig's been in there, I, I think this marriage might wrap up. There's definitely going to be some changes. Our priorities are going to move. Our roles are going to change. No more bacon in the morning. <laughs> Oh, wouldn't that suck? You can never have bacon again. It would ruin it for you. And that's like the best meat. That's the best one. Or couldn't, every I, time... couldn't I have sex with a horse? Or every time you do have bacon, like people would be sniggering at you. Don't you like the bacon? Uh, pork sausage. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've heard you like one of those. Uh, you like pork in the sausage, eh? Sausage in the poop. Okay, so what, right. what else have we got here? All right, let's go down to episodes and it expands to... All right, so we're now in list, list of Black Mirror episodes. That was a cool... Cool. Link. So now we can go through all of them. Okay, so we've done the national anthem, which is the, the pickpocking one. Yes. Okay, 15 million merits. That's the second episode, and we go like way into the future. Okay, so way in every- the future, like this is flying cars? <clears throat> A bit more dystopian than that, but essentially looks around the time period you would expect flying cars. Okay, so Blade Runner-ish. Kind of, yeah. Except they're all in this like big metal facility. Like Logan's Run. Yeah, kind of closer to that. I'm going to keep saying movies till you agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go Logan Run because it's close enough. Okay. And I can't think of another one. But <laughs> essentially they're in there and in order to like create energy, they have these exercise bikes. So everyone's job is to ride exercise bikes to create energy to run everything. I've already seen this in a show called... Oh God, I gotta remember this now. You're not gonna remember it's Black Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I've seen all of these. No, no, it was an old sci-fi show where they landed on this planet where it's really hot. So they have to power the fans by uh, having push bikes. So they grab people, they put them on the push bikes and you have to keep pedaling to keep the fans moving. But also there's a weight. And if you stop, the weight will eventually fall off. And then they come back and they put like a guillotine on you. So if it stops the next time, you will get your head cut off. In this one, it's probably a little less extreme. You earn points, which are money. Okay, so every kilometer or so you earn a buck. So you get on an exercise bike everyone has to do it to make energy are they forced to or is it that's your economics that's your job oh that's pretty cool i kind of like that idea yes and they even put like little games in front so it looks like you're you know riding through a mountainside or something i wish we had that as an option because tv screens in this world everything is a tv screen even things that look like metal wall tv screen and one thing that you've also got to do is you have to watch ads an ad will just project in front of you and if you close your eyes the ad stops and if you keep your eyes closed for too long you get a warning saying that you have to finish watching the ad Okay, now that's the problem. I, I, <laughs> I like the exercise bike. I don't like the ads. Do they let you sleep? Yeah, they let you sleep. But when you're on the exercise bike, you have to watch the ads or is this all the time? All the time. It's just you have screens in your house so you'll wake up in the morning and then it will start playing ads at you. Okay, so you go down to catch the train to go to work or whatever, screens everywhere and that screen advertises at you and you're forced to watch it. Yeah, the main character that we follow seems to just stay within these facilities. He doesn't seem to go far enough to need a train or something. Oh, okay, so... It's all local. Okay. I want to say it's kind of looks like a jail, but I don't think he's in jail. Okay. It, it seems like it's his job. Okay, cool. Like cool. a facility where you both work, eat, and, and live. live. Yeah. Everything you need in one spot. Gotcha. Yeah. And merits is their currency system. So the 15 million merits refers to if you get 15 million, you can go on a, basically an American Idol style show or X Factor style show and audition. And then you get to move out of the shitty facility into a better facility. Okay. But 
you'd have to do like a reality show. Yeah, but you have to sing or something like that. That's another episode of the same show I'm thinking of now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to think of it and it's going to blow everyone's mind. So he wants to get this chick on the show. Like he gets a bunch of money and he's like, oh, well, I'll get this girl I have a crush on a shot because she's a good singer. Also, he doesn't do it himself. He pays for someone else. Yeah, he pays. He gives it to somebody else because he likes her and thinks she's a good singer and wants her to have a better life because, you know, he loves her so much. Oh, that's sweet. But then she's like spotted by this guy who's like the porn manager. He runs a porn channel. And he's like, we don't need you as a singer, but what I'd like to see is you in adult situations. Because porn is way more acceptable in this future. Okay. Like you can be compulsorily made to watch porn ads, which is something that happens to this dude. The girl who had a crush on, he has to watch an ad with her like fucking another dude. (laughs) That's so sad. Well, that's not like an ethical situation. That's just ironic. You spent all that time. You spent $15 million so that you could watch her have sex with other people. Pretty much. That's sad. I feel bad for him. I've never seen this, but I feel sad for that guy. Uh, He does have a happy ending though. (laughs) Ah, porn. Yeah. He then starts to go like crazy and saves up money so he can get himself a chance on that show. And what he does is gets up and grabs like a piece of broken glass and holds it to his neck and threatens to commit suicide and then rants that like because you know this is so shit and we have it all shit and the judges are like we like your attitude you should have a vlog (laughs) so he gets his own show he gets his own show where he stands there with the piece of broken glass to his neck and rants about things oh (laughs) because that is a lot of shows we know and it was kind of that thing of showing in that world they took a genuine moment that someone had where they looked outside the system and thought this and they commercialized it that's the network when the guy has a full breakdown tells everyone everyone all the problems with TV and how we need to fix the system everyone went that's great we're gonna give you your own show where you just do that and every week he had to entertain people by being a nut and it was just letting the guy be completely crazy and scream and rant and rave like we love this (laughs) Lex that was the name of the show Lex (laughs) we got there we got there (laughs) nobody knows that show if you know Lex message us through Facebook because I want to know someone else who's seen this show if you've seen Black Mirror and Lex, let me know if it's like the same thing. If they feel that they've copied. Let's say you had your 15 million merits together and just trust me, you want to get out of this shithole of riding an exercise bike every day. It looks dystopian like it sucks. You don't have to convince me that riding an exercise bike as a living <laughs> is a crap idea. Yeah, I'm not doing that. So you got your 15 million merits, right? And you got to audition for these people so you can get out of the shit place. What would you do for your talent? I would just admit the most humiliating things I can think of. So stand up. Yeah. <laughs> kind of but in the, that perverse, like not a joke. Like I would just completely do, I would do anything and everything. Cause I know that the instinct of trying to be waka waka, not going to work. And I think your material might be dated at that point because <laughs> this is the distant future. In the distant future, I still can't do a Bill Clinton joke. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Cause they're still good now. Shit, even the jokes you're going to write tomorrow will be dated by then. <laughs> 10 years time, still dated. Oh, what would I do? Because you've given me a great example of what he did. Okay, but what if, to put it back at you, Ben, you got your 15 million, you get up out of there, and the guy goes, you should be in our porn. (laughs) This is Gus. 
Gus is going to be behind you this entire time. And that's how you're going to get out of the shithole. So, I know, I really hate riding that exercise bike. <laughs> I'll be ridden rather than ride. Yeah, that's your... <laughs> I'd be thinking like, no. And then they'd be like, you never have to watch ads again. I'd be like, oh, hold on. Hmm. <laughs> never again. And all I have to do is have sex with a pig. <laughs> Bring it back. Like, I already did it to save a princess. So I'm fine to get back on the horse or the pig. <laughs> Meanwhile, you had to have sex with a pig to save a princess. Is that not the weirdest version of Mario you've ever seen? <laughs> Peach, what the fuck? <laughs> what would you do? What would be your ace in the hole to get out of the slums? I don't know, because that's the thing. I don't really have talent. I mean, I'd probably learn a couple of magic tricks. Does magic usually do good in those talent shows? It never does good anywhere. Because stand-up doesn't usually either, and that's sort of like the only other thing that I can do. Magic will get you to a certain level in all those talent shows. Like, they always get past the first round, but they never get to win. Ooh, I would write, like, a play. Genius, yes. Because then I wonder if you can get a couple of people through. You just gave me an idea. I would soap opera it. I would tell a story that every time the episode ends has a cliffhanger so big and amazing that everyone needs to know what happens next. <laughs> and that's all I'd ever do so that I can guarantee I'll live another day. Cliffhanger. That's a good idea. Cliffhanger. And you'll never believe what was in his head. Oh, we're out of time. I guess you'll have to tune in next week to find out. <laughs> if you could get them enthralled with your story you're in. That is actually something also I've been watching a bit lately. I got stuck down this rabbit hole of shitty auditions on X Factor. <laughs> it's like a car crash. You can't turn away. It's compelling in its horribleness. I like the people who are not only shit, but when the judges tell them they're shit, they yell at the judges. Like they refuse to believe that this expert has like a proper opinion. <laughs> I love that person who keeps saying over and over again, they're not going to cry. But by the end of the video, they're crying. Yes, I'm not going to cry. Oh, he's so going to cry. And also the classic when someone auditions, it goes absolutely horrible. So their father comes in to talk to the judges. I've seen the one, it was like a dance show or something where the guy, he was just horrible and they obviously put it on. It almost felt like a plant, but he came out and they're like, how'd you go? And he's, I need to talk to my mum." And then the mother comes and defends him. You shouldn't say these things about uh. people. My son is not. And then repeats all the things that they said. So I've seen stuff like that. Uh. Yeah, so the dad comes in. Uh. I want to talk to these judges. I've seen dad, mum, grandmother. It's people who just go, how dare you tell my child that they're no talented and they're not going to make it. I love that because now we understand <laughs> why they were on the show in the first place. I wouldn't go on a show unless I had an act and I'd worked it out and I had approval because I don't have someone going, yeah, Garth, you're really talented. You're really talented. Though I did see this one group. It was three people. You had a black guy, a young chick and some other guy, um, just some white guy with glasses. Cool. And the song starts and it has like the young chick and she's actually really good singer and like crushing it. Then the black guy comes in and busts like this rap verse that he wrote and it's like absolutely amazing. And then there's the other guy who's singing along too. And it kind of gets to the end where the judges are like, look, like young girl, you're awesome. Black guy, fucking sick flows. You, what the fuck do you do? You kind of just look like their accountant on stage with them. <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> and they literally said, look, we will take the group as a duo. We'll get, yeah, you have to leave. And so it was now on this guy on a stage in front of a bunch of people of being told you're the weakest link. Goodbye. If you're willing to leave, these guys could make it. Oh, that's his own Black Mirror episode right there. I remember it was one of the most train wrecking things that I watched. I actually got up from sitting down and started pacing around. It was making me so anxious. <laughs> because I couldn't help but empathize with the guy. Imagine doing something as a group and, and they look at us and out. you're singled out and they're like, you Garth Remington, you're not good enough. 
off better than whoever else they can make yeah. it so long as they're not with you and they're looking at you like you have to make the decision to walk away from the group in front of everyone, everyone. and it's televised oh that's terrible I felt for the guy because I could feel what it would be like being told you're the least talented guy in the room that is I think every entertainer's biggest fear because if you go up by yourself and they say it's not for us you can argue in your head you can justify but if they're like we love this without you no one wants to be singled out as just horrible everything's great except you there's no way around that you have to live with that and the other two are just like looking at him like please just stand (laughs) down (laughs) that's also you want to give the opportunity I would like it if they said to us look Garth you're awesome Ben you suck he can make it without you at least let me be one to say I want you to go on without me I'm happy let me be magnanimous in this yeah don't don't go screw it Ben's out (laughs) Uh, Garth we're interested in you but only to get rid of Ben yeah he's gone so what are we doing dude there was no space between them asking the question and you answering I couldn't have wedged a piece of paper between that you dropped me quicker than a beat at the start of a rap and it's even hard being the people selected as well because imagine in that situation you've been selected I've been told Ben you have to go home you're just like yes I made it I can't believe I made it fuck this is gonna be an awkward car ride home I'll go even one further because you gotta think wider yeah they got taken into the show and he got rejected but they're not gonna win the show they're gonna end up with no money going back to hanging out with that guy again and there's gonna be that so you guys just dropped me <laughs> went back to hanging out in my mum's basement together which is why I was in the group because we, you could hang out at my house because my mum let us drink like beers and you guys just dropped me like they said we gotta get rid of him while I was about to say well maybe I could improve you both just said fuck off we don't want you we're gonna make it late as y'all and then three weeks later they're off the show and back in his basement <laughs> well 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 look who comes crawling back yeah it would suck to know you're the D12 in the situation <laughs> But at least D12 had each other. I was thinking about D12 the other day because they did have one thing going for them. Yes, they failed. But like if Slick Rick was to drop off the rap world and got a job at Target, people would be like, oh my God, Slick Rick got a job at Target. But if like Swifty or McVeigh or whatever their names are, Conniver, now they have to go work at Target. People are like, hey man, I'm which way to the toy section? Oh my God, is that Slick Rick? (laughs) Hey dude, did you know you work with Slick Rick? There's a rapper working at Target. Did you guys know a rapper works here? I've never heard of any other rapper ever working here. Uh So anyways, yeah, I'm trying to get down to the hip hop section. I want to get some music because I know all the rappers. (laughs) (laughs) I want to get the new Eminem album. He's great. Listen to everything Everything. he's ever done. (laughs) Like they're completely unrecognizable. I couldn't pick them up out of a lineup and I don't think anyone really could. So that's their one plus is that at least they weren't rememberable. So that's how I'd do it. I would uh, come up with a story. I'd bold in the beautiful it. Bold in the beautiful it. All right, we'll go down to episode three now. So we gotta go. We got a few to get through. We do. Episode three, the entire history of you. Okay, this introduces a technology in this that will actually play into like a few other episodes. Okay. It's called the grain. I think the other technology that comes up a lot is cookies. Yeah, but we'll get to that later. Okay, cool. But right now, the grain. The grain is an implant that everybody has in their head. It's not legally mandated, but... 
but it's kind of like iPhones. So everyone has one. Everyone has one. And what this thing can do is it's always recording everything that you've done. So you could have an experience and then play that experience on the TV. Cool. cool. So like, say you did a gig and I was like, oh, how did it go? And it's like, oh, I'll show you. And you just click play it. it, click, and it will just play. The same as how people record things with their phone now. That is yeah. just taking it to the next level, the ultimate level. It follows a guy who has just had this interview at his job, like some sort of performance review meeting. And he's like continuously going through and watching that. And it shows that he's like this obsessive guy who obsesses about things like this. And so every interaction he has, he keeps playing it over and over again. Relatable. Yes. <laughs> to the point that even his wife having a conversation with another man when they're at a party. So he goes he's over just it. like over and over. And it's like, were you flirting with him? And that would be interesting because yeah, that changes arguments. I didn't say that. Oh, I guess I did say that. Literally a gag that they play in it. There he's saying go. like, I didn't call you a bitch. You're a bitch. It's like, oh, delete that, please. <laughs> so you can delete them. So it's not just like your whole life's recorded. You can choose to record or is it always recording? It is always recording but you can at then- all times. You can delete sections, but there is something in this society that's seen if you have sections that are deleted. You have something to hide. You have something to hide. And so- therefore there's something wrong with you. Yeah. And one of the things is with these people, these job, they want to look through his feed. There's a book. I think it's called Strange Planet or something where people post videos of them being born and their circumcision and all that so, and it's weird if you don't do this like the idea that you put everything out into the world and if you don't I think it was written by uh, Ben Elton oh, okay yeah he did some good stuff so is it kind of like that like the idea that the culture is yeah everything you do is yeah you should show people you should be open and okay with that and it's weird if you don't yeah even going on a flight the TSA guy wants to look at the past 24 hours of his feet okay and that's just like standard security privacy seems pretty non-existent yeah. no privacy and people are also shameless about it I think people are a bit better behaved and a little more reserved because they know everything they're doing is being recorded all the time so there is a control to it okay that makes sense yeah there is one character that they meet in it who has gone grainless which means she doesn't have it and they sort of look at her as like oh that's weird there must be something wrong with her she must be up to something and there's even a point where that character has to call the police and they're like okay just send us a link through to your grain feed and she's I like I don't have one hello hello and they, they, and they, they hung up on it Wow. Because they're just like, ah, she's probably one of those no good criminals. That's why she's oh. not going to grain. And also because it's something you buy, isn't it? So you'd have to be able to afford it. I'm not a hundred percent sure. It must be very cheap because it seems that literally everyone has one. Like, what I'm getting at is like, if you're a homeless guy, do you have it still? Possibly. I mean, it okay. depends when you got to put in. That doesn't come up in the story. It just okay. seems like it's everywhere. I would say it's pretty much the same as iPhones. Anyone who would have an iPhone would now have one of these grain things. Okay. And that is pretty freaking common. Yeah. And yes. by iPhone, I mean to smartphones in general. Yeah because they don't dominate the market yeah. anymore. If you had the technology to constantly replay things over and over again, do you think you'd go crazy? Yeah, I already do. Um, no, <laughs> no, I actually think it'd be very comforting to me because I could watch it and then I'd know. I would find it very comforting because I often get like, like, you know, you do a gig and you think you did all right, but then you start as time goes by, you're like, did that joke get a laugh? And it drives you crazy trying to remember because you know that this joke had laughs in it, but you don't remember which parts people laughed at. I think I'd be a much better entity I think I'd have a lot more confidence. Yeah, you'd be able to look at your shows a lot more objectively after the fact and compare shows side by side. Could people take other people's recordings and watch them in their head or can it only be recorded in their head and has to be watched on a TV? You can watch your own recordings not on a TV. So I assume if you could transfer them between grains, yes, you could. Because that changes the entertainment industry completely, doesn't it? Because you could just, yeah, get the feed into your... Like you get someone to sit in the front row, you Mm. do a show, and then that 
that's the video sold. Mm. The effect they use for you knowing that somebody's watching something in their feed is the person's eyes go completely white. Like Storm in X-Men. Yeah, like Storm in X-Men. But there's a point where the people are having sex and you can see that they both got like the whited out eyes. So they're having sex with each other, but they're remembering times they had sex with other people. But that's considered okay in this. Yeah, that's just fine in this day and age because everyone can just do it. Well, I mean, you could just look back at the best sex you ever had and just play that as many times as you wanted. So I feel that's the worst time to replay the best sex. Because <laughs> how are you going to repeat that? You know what you, you should try be- and match the rhythm. <laughs> yeah, if anything, you should be watching like the time you watch the prime minister have sex with a pig. Mm. That might get you a couple extra minutes. Although that is kind of a creepy thing to do. Yeah, I, I take that back. So I don't know. It seems like a technology that I don't know if I would really want that. I'm a big fan of privacy. There's a lot of privacy issues in that. They're taking away a lot of... Yeah. Yeah. And that's all of season one. Those three episodes. And to finish it off, because that was just a point about like, you know how people put everything up on Facebook and everyone seems to always have their phone recording videos at all times. I'm not one of these people. I record nothing. I post nothing. And it's just because I don't really give a crap what other people think. Why would people care what I had for breakfast? <laughs> I really marvel at people who have the confidence just be like, they're walking down the street and like, yeah, I'm doing a video, guys. I'm going down the street, just going to work. Might grab a milk on the way. Uh, I hope everyone's having a great day. Like, you're hosting the show of life. Like, you think that people give a crap. I'm going to be honest, if you started doing that, I would watch it. <laughs> I don't know why. If I did it or if anyone did it. No, it'd have to specifically be you. If all of a sudden, every now and then, I get this thing of you going like, I'm going to the shops, man. Like, exactly like you did it then. Okay, well, I'm lucky we're recording this so I can get that tone and start doing this. Maybe I'll start doing like a faux Facebook show where I do what everyone else is doing it but I'm doing it satirically. I mean, if you did it really bad, I would like to watch that. Okay. That'd be fun. Understood. All right, I'm glad we settled that. All right, so we move on to season two. How good would it be to be a kid having to do exams and stuff? (laughs) How would anyone get anything wrong ever? Because you could just see the answers. Yeah, so how much smarter would people be as a result? That's true, but they would probably ban it. Although that's the exact same idea as, you know, if you can use your phone to Google things. But it has to be something you looked at. I know you bring up premises to be like, what would you do? But all I'm trying to do is find, like, potholes. How can I abuse this technology for my own gain? <laughs> I think this next one will be interesting for you. This is season two. Season two, episode one. It's called Be Right Back. It's about a guy, right? And he's kind of a bit of a Facebook nut or whatever the hell is Facebook in this. Uh, are we in the distant future? Uh, no, at this point, we're sort of... I want to say a bit further in the future from now but it still looks relatively like now it was the same with the what was the other episode called the entire history of you okay i would say like maybe 50 years into the future just enough that there's a new technology but not enough that you know we've changed how we live yeah your house still looks basically the same okay cool all right so there's this guy and he's obsessed with facebook i think in this universe it's called smithereens and something happens to him i can't remember what but he dies and so his girlfriend is left being like oh this is sad and also i'm pregnant as well and I won't get to tell him but then she finds out about this service right that they can sort of resurrect the dead using technology what they do is they take his Facebook feed and they analyze it to determine his personality like his Facebook his Twitter everything online oh like that Johnny Depp movie yeah and then they create like a little robot version that she can text with but then she can pay a little more and it becomes a robot version she can talk on the phone with and then eventually they get to the 
the point where they get a robot that comes back looking exactly like him and has his personality as derived from his social media presence. Oh, see, cause I would be the strong silent type. If that <laughs> yeah, this is what you get. I die and Ali brings me back using my Facebook page. Like Every two weeks you would just tell her about the new episode of Wiki Review. Beat me to the punch. <laughs> That's all I do. I'll be honest, because I do scroll through Facebook, yeah, because friends post things. So she'd be like, what are you thinking? Hey, guys, episode 71, wiki review. Have you thought about this? You should check it out. See this funny little picture Brendan drew. Yeah. Big thanks to Brendan for that. Hashtag at coffee goblin at booze monkey. Yes, yes, darling. I know at booze monkey. But I was thinking about this. Caitlin said this. I like it. Jono said that. I like it. <laughs> that would be all she got. But what if they took into account the podcast? Oh, like all recordings? Because we're up to like episode 70 oh. something or other. So it would be the Garth as derived from this podcast. Oh, how obnoxious. Oh, she'd hate that. You've made a good point. I need to record myself doing something nice. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like something sincere. Like we need to film at least mm. a sketch where we're like good men doing something lovely. Like a Valentine's Day sketch where I'm just a lovely guy. Let's do that so that she has that. <laughs> just in case you die and they'd be right back you. Oh, but then she'd be like, yeah, she pays extra for this robot who comes in and goes, hey, have I told you about the Matrix? You just relate everything to the Matrix and Terminator yeah. 2. Yeah. Now I'm a robot. Every morning she wake up to the thumb going down. <laughs> do, 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 We have to buy a new body for him. He lowered himself into lava again, into molten again. metal again. <laughs> I really got to cover that up. <laughs> Why did we move next to a steel mill? Put pain sensors in this one. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to be scared of it every day. I'll be back. Get it? Because I'm a ro- Yeah, we get it. Okay. What about you? <laughs> if we were to go solely from your Facebook, I think Shannon might like that. You just never say anything. That's true. Yeah, it would have to be me from the podcast as well. It would have to be. And I don't think she'd like that. No, no. Who wants to live with this? <laughs> Oh my god, if we include all our videos that we've been recording as well, yeah. she would be so mad because you die. She pays all this money for a robot who insists on keeping a green screen up in your <laughs> living room. I mean, she'd be like, in fairness, that's the same. It's exactly like living with him now. Yeah. I mean, they do open up things on this, like at the start of the episode before he dies... He admits that he's like a closeted Bee Gees fan and he knows the words to all the songs. Okay. And she's like, get the hell out of here. You don't like Bee Gees. And it's like, yeah, I do. And then like sings along to one of the songs. But then later the robot doesn't like the Bee Gees because that's not the sort of music he would like. He was sort of like, it was surprising that he would actually be a fan of that type of music. Oh, he didn't admit that on Facebook. He just told yeah. her in person. So that doesn't something exist. he would never have said on Facebook because people would be embarrassed about it. It's like if you liked polka music, you wouldn't like advertise that fact on no, Facebook. <laughs> and that would just be like a secret thing that you would have. So your robot wouldn't have that. So technically people who are active Facebook, we're really bad examples of this. Yeah, I know. But people who are really active Facebook people, their robots would be so cool in comparison. These robot chicks who just never stop having duck lips <laughs> and everywhere they go, like all they do is take photos of food and they're always at places. All I'm doing is 
going to places and doing things and active. I'm going to that event. You know, sometimes I wish this podcast was filmed. Like when you keep talking about the robot, you do these weird like <laughs> robot movements with your arms. I know. It it's helps. like you're doing the robot while you're explaining it. Because I would be a robot. And again, yeah, like we're both acting like robots right now while we're saying it. Why I wish this was filmed sometimes. Because <laughs> it's infectious. I did it. And I think the only reason you brought it up is because you wanted to do it too. <laughs> that looks like fun. It does. <laughs> do the robot and record a podcast. <laughs> yes, we will record the... See, now, you do. now it's like you're my backup dancer. <laughs> well, what about with your girlfriend? Let's say, God forbid, something tragic happened to her. Would you be interested in Alibot? Well, that's... Yeah, because once again, like, I love her to death. But if I was to interpret her Facebook, I would have the most creative, artistic, <laughs> like, <laughs> off the wall. Like, there would be so much beauty, but also a lot of experimental art in there. Like, I would have the most artsy artist art bot and it would just be amazing things but that's all there would be all the bot would do would just be draw amazing paintings and then sculpt really cool sculptures and like look I have enough paintings the walls are full I keep tripping over your sculptures they're everywhere can we have a conversation no you don't even speak you know the one argument that it does give for it which actually comes up in the episode when it comes to sex since you wouldn't be open about what you like about in your sex life online it just downloads it from porn so it does all of of a sudden, like, she becomes this sex wizard. Wait, so in the show... They in the just, show, like... They fill in the blanks. Like, the frog DNA from Jurassic Park is porn in this. Yeah, essentially in this, like, she... I'm picking <clears throat> up a theme in this yeah. show. Oh, there's a lot of fucking in this show. <laughs> it is a dirty show, sir. And it gets worse in other episodes. So it's like the Twilight Zone, but you're going in through a door in the back. <laughs> it's like, yeah, the Twilight Zone with fucking. That's what they should be their tagline. Because, <laughs> no, there is a scene where the girl's like, oh, so with sex how does this work and he's like I got this huge porn database and then he like uploads some shit from the porn database and then there's like this montage that shows that she had the most mind-blowing sex she's ever had with this guy so apparently the robots are pretty good at fucking but that's kind of irrelevant because that's not the person at all you could get a robot that would do that without any need to put personality into the robot that would be the greatest thing getting a Shannon bot right but Shannon's not actually dead yet (laughs) oh because yeah you're right people could totally I don't know if that happened in the episode it sounds like that would be the perfect twist to put in the episode of someone getting a robot of the person from their Facebook but the person's not dead yet because you could do that feasibly because then you've got the even more awkward thing of like okay you've got your real girlfriend and your robot girlfriend but the robot girlfriend is like way better in bed and open to anything just like mind blowing she never has a headache (laughs) (laughs) what I'd do is I'd get onto Ali's Facebook I'd log in myself and just post things about cleaning (laughs) and cooking Made a lamb roast tonight. Mint jelly. Yum, yum. That'd be the awesome. What if I could just make up a fake Facebook account? Just grab pictures of some girl online or something like that and just make shit up. And then go, just give me this person. Because when you first said they just download porn, like, well, why do you need the Facebook thing? That seems kind of irrelevant right now. Yeah. So after that, it's mind blowing. So, all right, that's great. You wash it up and put it away. Because I imagine if I was to get an alley bot and bring it home when she's still there. What the fuck? No, no, no. Check this out. Hey, here's a vacuum cleaner. 
and then does all the chores. Cleans the house, makes the bed, cooks his dinner. I'm sure she'd be a little offended that it's like a robot her. Why does the cleaning robot have to look like me? <laughs> the slave just looks exactly like her. Like imagine that she had a slave cleaning her house, but it just looks identical to you. But my- like every now and then she goes up and yells at you, go fucking clean the house. And you're like, sweetie, it's me. Oh, sorry, I thought you were the robot, robot sweetie. sweetie. <laughs> uh, it's so much more receptive. <laughs> no, if Ali was to question me, like, why does the cleaning robot have to look like me? Because I want the cleaning done right. <laughs> you don't want some clumsy garth bot to clean everything. I don't want that. I want someone who can do this properly. You're just capable. I can't even Facebook create me to do that. Or, okay, the next <laughs> thing that comes up, spelling mistakes. Because how many people post things on Facebook that are spelling mistakes? Yeah. And how that can translate through. Instead of lick, it says kick. I mean, that's going to change a lot of things. <laughs> like every time, like an ice cream. Man, I can't stop licking this ice cream cone. Every time I see ice cream, I just start licking. And then you've got this robot that because of the preemptive text, it says kick ice cream, kick ice cream. So every time you pull out a tub, it just starts soccer balling it across the room. <laughs> then they get a bit more like in the next episode, episode two, White Bear. Which season two, episode two? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, still on season two. White Bear. Okay, so this one's kind of a creepy one where a woman wakes up. Oh, wait, wait, wait. This one's creepy? Yeah, this one's creepy. Unlike all the ones previous to it, this one's creepy. Okay, I'm on board. Let's go. But it's also one of like the easiest to describe very quickly as well. Oh, sweet. So this one, it takes place again in, when I say modern age, we're going to say like ahead 50 years because there's like technology added. This show is set mainly 50 years ahead. So it follows this girl who wakes up in this house mysteriously and she has amnesia. She doesn't know how she got there. And there are these people who are trying to hunt her down and kill her that she's got to escape from. And there are all these like normal people walking around, but no one wants to help her. Instead, they're filming her on their phones. Like she tries to talk to them. They don't respond. They just film her. Yeah. As she's going, help, there's someone trying to kill me. They just stand there and they don't say anything to her. They just film her on their phones. And so everywhere she goes, there's people filming her and these people who keep tracking her and trying to kill her. She doesn't remember how she got there. Does she remember who she is? Or is that's unimportant? No, she doesn't remember who she is. She remembers nothing about herself. She's woke up in this world where people are trying to kill her and no one else will do anything but videotape her. Okay. Yeah. And so she's absolutely terrified. And then it gets to this point where the people who are going to kill her get her and they restrain her and tie her down. And then the curtain comes back and there's this huge audience that starts applauding. And then we're told that there was this little girl who was killed by this guy that was her boyfriend. And she stood there with her phone and filmed (gasps) the murder. Oh, I love moral stuff like that. (laughs) And so her punishment is to be put in this horrible situation and all people will do was film even though they could help her. Oh, wow. So she just knows that she doesn't know that it's a result of her thing because they took away her memories. Mm. Also, it's not the first time it happened and they tell her that what they're going to do now is wipe her memory and start the whole process again. Oh my God. So the rest of her life is just living eternally in this horrible state. And it's done for people's entertainment. It's a tourist thing. Like they actually had people like, oh, we're so excited to be a part of this. Yeah, that sounds like humanity. (laughs) So all the people who are filming, they're actually people who have paid to be there and to be involved in this. It's like a dream world ride. Yeah. Of like, let's torture the fuck out of this woman because you know she deserves it, right? Yeah, we've justified it. But then I love things like that. The moral question of how much is too much? And if they keep erasing it, all she does is constantly feel horrible. She doesn't remember. Like there's a big thing in criminality and law where if the person doesn't know why they're being punished, then the punishment is irrelevant. So she doesn't know why until she finds out why. Then they take 
take that away and do it again, making it kind of irrelevant. So she's not being punished for what she did. Like that's not justifiable, but humanity would do that. It just turned her into a commodity. I know that it's just the one episode, but that's the one girl. They do this clearly for other people too, or is it just this one chick they've decided? This seems to be the first time that they've done this. It doesn't seem like something that's installed by the government so much as a private company who bought the rights to her from the government. They sold prisoners essentially. Okay, kind of a backwards Truman show. Oh, that's horrible. And so, yeah, that's her entire life forever is now this. It's like ironic punishments like you get in hell, Uh, like the boulder guy. And that is something that they do a lot in this show where they show you some horrible punishment that someone gets and then explains why they got it. And then it makes you go, oh, that's pretty horrible that she did that. The question of, well, is that okay? It's pretty bad. But does that justify? Where's the justification? What is considered cruel and unusual punishment? And how is that actually helping? Because is the idea to punish someone or to fix the problem? It doesn't matter what you did. If the punishment is too cruel and unusual, then it just feels like you shouldn't do it at all. What I would say on top of this is that the deterrent Mm. for other people, if it was, if you kill people, we'll do this. That's not going to change people from killing people because people are still going to kill people. But if it's something like talking on your phone in a cinema, people would stop fucking doing that. The next time someone's in trouble and you just film with your phone, you wouldn't do that because you know this woman lives in like forever horror. And there's also the idea that essentially her punishment is now people are doing what she did. So although she's guilty of doing this horrible thing, literally everyone who paid to attend is guilty of doing the exact same thing. Everyone's guilty, but it's justified because she did it. So it is that sort of, it's okay to punch someone because they punch someone. But then if everyone punches them, how's that fair? I mean, if you murder a murderer, you're still a murderer. And that's the other thing too. If everyone's in on it, then it's justified. Oh yeah, group mentality. Exactly. Mob's always right. But if I can be in the mob, I can steer it in good ways, right? (laughs) I just, now where's my cowboy hat and air horn? Oh, that's horrible. It is definitely one of the more darker episodes. Because there is a thing, you spend the whole episode feeling sorry for this poor woman and then they tell you what she did and you're like, oh. Oh, And it's Black Mirror, so they're very detailed. But yeah, it does beg the question of crime and punishment. What are the limits? One thing I have seen on Netflix uh, is uh, Orange is the New Black. So the whole latest season, the last season I'll ever do, it was the finale. Beautiful, I highly recommend seeing it and it really does deal with these issues of why people go to prison in the first place. Are we punishing them or are we trying to rehabilitate them? So this woman, there's no rehabilitation. She's being punished forever. She doesn't even know why she's being punished. And there's a thing that they call criminal menopause. If you're an old dude, like you did something horrible, you were a criminal, you go to jail, then you are so old that you get dementia. So you don't even know where you are or why you're there. So why is he still in jail? You can't actually punish him because he doesn't understand what's happening. So do you let them go? Well, they can't be in prison anymore. They need to be elsewhere doing something else. Punishment is mostly to make the people on the outside feel better. And it also makes that point of humanity's want to do this thing. We say she's wrong for doing it, but we want to do it to her. Yeah, you can't understand why she wants to do it, but to do the exact same thing, they're able to sell an admission. Exactly. All right, episode three, the Waldo moment. Oh, where is he? Now, this is probably one of the most crazy out there episodes that they've done that could never happen in real life. You got this cartoon bear. Behind it is this comedian, and it's sort of done with like the digital facial thing. I don't know, you know how Andy Serkis does all his movies? Planet of the Apes sort of technology. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, there's this cartoon bear that mirrors whatever he does. So there's an actor and he gets turned into a cartoon. Yes, and the bear's name is Waldo. And so Waldo goes on to like chat shows and stuff like that and just basically roasts all the guests. He always says controversial jokes. So wait, the guy comes out and does it, but it gets 
gets turned on the TV into a cartoon. Oh, he's off in a studio somewhere and it's playing on a little screen there. So they have real life guests there and there's a TV screen with oh. Waldo on it. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And Waldo's this smart ass controversial thing, makes racist jokes and all shit like that. Just basically anything he can to get into the media because he's a comedian. Yes. It's the same as our <coughs> ventriloquist friends when <laughs> the dummy says disgusting things, but it's okay because the dummy said it and the guy's shocked like, oh, you shouldn't say that. No, women did it. No, 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 that's not very nice. It's the guy saying all of it. And so the production company who like owns Waldo and is in charge of it goes like, oh, this is very successful. What if we did a stunt where he runs for prime minister? (gasps) And so they put this weird cartoon bear who just says fucked up shit all the time and is always making the news and they make him run as prime minister. That's awesome. And he just gets traction as he just talks down about all the other candidates and gives them stupid little nicknames and stuff like that. Okay, so you started this by saying this could never happen in real life. So far, it's sounding very possible. (laughs) Everything about this sounds like it could actually happen. (laughs) I know what you're thinking. It does sound kind of like Trump-esque. The reason why this would never happen is because when it gets to the election, the bear loses. Ah, there we go. We figured it out. Yes, that's where it falls apart. (laughs) That's where I thought the episode didn't go far enough. And it was actually three years before that election, this episode came out. Oh, wow. And I could see them going like in the writer's room. Look, it wouldn't be believable if the bear won and became (laughs) prime minister. We all remember that time where we went, this is so ridiculous that Donald Trump is running for president. But I mean, it's not like he's going to get in. And here we are. Everyone is shocked. And then you even hit like, well, sure, that happened in America, but England's not that stupid. And they got that new Boris something guy in charge. The hair guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's a fucking moron. And it's like, they've got like English Trump in charge of them too. And it's like, no, they would have elected a cartoon bear like that. Absolutely. (laughs) Just like drop of a hat. And England is the place that spawned the, what's the party called? The freak party or the the weird party? (laughs) It's definitely something like that. The monster crazy party. The loony party. That's it. The loony party. It's just people who do stupid stuff in an election and they get votes. I'd vote for them. That sounds (laughs) awesome. Who wouldn't vote for an insulting cartoon bear? I love that idea. And you've got the person who he's running against is like an actual politician, but very like (laughs) stupid. and stuff like that and humorless. Yeah, so he's just a dry guy. Who keeps tanking in the polls now because he's not funny enough. Not likable at all. And that dude's getting mad like, why should I have to say jokes? I'm a politician. I actually know how we're going to do on healthcare. What's this guy's (laughs) plan? Welcome to politics today. It's a great viewpoint. Because it's not even just Donald Trump. I mean, Obama. He's a really nice, likable guy. The more likable you think someone is, you'll just elect them in, no matter what their views are. Doesn't actually have anything to do with politics. In fact, people who are good at it tend to to be good public speakers. I mean, I probably would have voted for Waldo. I haven't even seen it and I would. I mean, it does get to a point where like, it looks like Waldo's gonna win. So the comedian is just like, look, I don't want to do this anymore. And the corporation's like, dude, we're bigger than you. Like we'll have a new Waldo in like that. No one knows who you are because it's a cartoon. It's a cartoon bear. And is the voice modulated too? I think it's his voice, but they get in an impersonator. Oh, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. And he's actually going out going, I was the voice of Waldo and I don't think you should vote for him. I was the one saying these things. And it was like, we don't give a shit what you think. You're not him. No one would believe him. And plus, because then there's Waldo on the TV. Exactly. So he has the powerlessness in the situation. Oh, that's brilliant. Because it's also a corporation thinking how they're going to run the country. Once again, ties back to uh, democracy as we know it. Capitalism, democracy. That's
that's how it works together. They decide that they're going to make all policies based on like Facebook polls. Yeah, that <laughs> makes sense. And also like to make money yeah. out of their company, which I guess the big controversy in this one is that they're upfront about it as opposed to every politician now who works for a company, but it has to be hush hushed. So it ends with Waldo is now bigger than ever and the guy who originally did the voice and created the character is homeless. Fair enough. Yep. Yeah. But that's what you get for getting off the ride, bro. Okay. So, but you say that the bear doesn't win. No, the bear doesn't win, but he does get like a lot of fame from it and becomes like a global success. Because in this, he's just famous in England, but after like getting as close as he did to prime minister, now he's, he's a, a global success. So entertainment wise, he's a really mm. expensive, you know, he can make a lot of money. Very famous, the most famous and owned by a corporation. Mm. And the guy who was the original is gone. Because it does come into there where they're looking into laws and they've got lawyers looking into it. Can a corporate entity or a fictional character run for prime minister? And they actually find like loopholes where, yeah, as a corporate identity, they can actually run. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Not as different to now as it should be. I know, right? I saw that one and went, that's a little too close to home, guys. Yeah. Let's see more like fictional bicycles that make electricity. <laughs> yeah, let's go back to that. Let's have women be tortured unnecessarily. I'm more comfortable with that. <laughs> Uh, Why Christmas though? And it, this is was, this about racism? This is not about racism. I am all ears. <laughs> and you're going to ask the same question when we get up to Black Museum as well. Also <laughs> not about racism. Okay, cool. <laughs> hey, is the Black Mirror about racism? No, Garth. All right, cool, cool. White Christmas. <clears throat> episode... Okay. No, this is the next... This is a special episode? This is a special episode that ran between seasons. They just released this on a Christmas. Like, we have a Christmas special. They had a Christmas special. Ah, oh, cool. All right. Did they have one character do all the voices? <laughs> um, no, but they did have John Hamm in it, and he was in, like, two of the stories. Oh, cool. I saw a show. I don't know if I told you this. Uh, Clear History. I saw this movie called Clear History. It's a Larry David movie, and it's essentially a long Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. <laughs> it's a movie on the movie channel but you watch it and it's just curb your enthusiasm now what's funny about this is when you read the credits for it it says larry david bill Hader. they're the two stars they say are in it bill Hader's cool and i like him i'm like i'll watch this i want to see larry david bill Hader has a very minor role but who has a major role is john ham huh poor john ham he, he was a madman guys yeah and, and he loses to bill Hader, who has like a very small role in it sorry you just reminded me so christmas episode and i actually think john ham does absolutely crush it in this part like this was something that made me go like this guy's a pretty good actor. Which is good because he has been chasing a lot of comedy lately. I think that's the only place he can find a, a home after Madman. Okay, so this one does the classic thing where it breaks it up into like three stories. Cool. With one overarching story that keeps it together added on. So gotcha. four stories. So it starts with John Hamm and some other dude whose name I don't know are stuck in a cabin. Cool. And there's like snow everywhere. And John Hamm's trying to talk to the guy who seems like the silent type. And he's like, so what did you do to, you know, get in here? You must have done something pretty bad to come out here. Every Everyone who oh. comes out here has done something bad and the guy doesn't want to talk about what he did and he's like well I'll tell you what I'll tell you my story and that's where it flashes into like these stories oh okay John Hamm as it turns out was a dating advisor and they live in a world where you know the grain thing that we talked about it's like that except you can also feed it over the internet so while you're looking at something I could look at the live feed on like my live computer. stream yeah so he's a dating advisor who oh, looks like through your eyes and you have an earpiece 
thinks, and he tells you exactly what to say to the girl. And he promises that he can totally get you laid. <laughs> and the guy who he's coaching is, have you seen The Office? I'm aware of it. The UK version. The guy who plays, was it Gareth or something in that? The geeky guy in that. Just by looking at him, you'd be like, he's probably not going to get laid too often. So he's that guy. So he's playing like this awkward nerd chasing girls while John Hamm's like yep. advising him. And John Hamm's also got a side business on his side business where he streams other people into the stream so you can watch a sex show. So you can watch geeks hook up with chicks. But then the dude hooks up with a chick who it turns out is like batshit crazy. Rock and on. <laughs> ends up poisoning him. Oh yeah, I've been there, man. Yeah, like, yeah, that's hot. Gives him poison wine and then when he like realizes it's poison and doesn't want to drink it, like puts him down, puts a funnel in his mouth and starts pouring the wine down his throat. Gotcha. So apparently John Hamm broke a bunch of laws by doing the hookup business at all. So... Okay, so the guy died and John Hamm witnessed it and he had other people being live streamed into it to witness it as well. Did he get the girl to do that on purpose or just she was just some crazy chick? It was just some crazy chick and he was surprised by it because he's even saying like as he's about to get poisoned, <laughs> dude, I think you should get the fuck out of here. This girl is off the rails. Okay, but then he dies and then the cops find that there's the live stream and that's how he gets found out and that's why he's in his cabin. Yes. He also didn't report it to police as well. Oh, because he was scared of reprising Yeah, of, of everything that he had done because you can't just like start streaming other people's feed to other people. That's not a criminal offence. Mm. That's a civil offence. I mean, and never mind, never mind. I'm, I'll point out my plot holes <laughs> elsewhere. And then we get into the second story that he tells because that story didn't coax the silent guy to talk much where he's like, well, I'll tell you what I did for my actual day job though, which was he dealt with these things which were cookies, which I brought up earlier. I remember, yes. And I think we kind of talked about this in another episode. What they do is they put a little chip in your head and it learns about you over about a two week period. Like cookies in your computer. But I think you. cookies are just a name they give to it. I wouldn't try and make the comparison. the comparison too much. So the chip goes in your head and it learns you. It essentially starts copying your brain patterns and when they take it out, the chip itself even believes that it is you. Oh, I think I remember you telling me about this. Yes. And so they get that chip, they put it in this little egg where like a little you will appear and it's got to run your house now because you know how you like your coffee, right? So this robot knows exactly how you like your coffee. I remember this because I didn't realize it was Black Mirror you're telling me about because the first thing I said was why would I, if I thought I was me, run a house for me? And you said that there was some sort of training video or something they did to them. Oh yeah, they do this little training thing. The brilliant thing about compliance with these cookies is you can torture the fuck out of them. Jeez. You can make them experience pain. You can turn off this thing so they're in solitary confinement for like months and it only feels like seconds to you. Because it's a computer. Because essentially <laughs> the girls, when she first gets put in the egg, she's like, no, no, I didn't know I was going to be this when I agreed to this program. Fuck you, I'm not doing anything. And she's like, I'll tell you what, I'll give you six months in solitary confinement, then we'll talk about it. So he hits a little switch, hits that switch again, and he goes, how is your six months in solitary confinement? And she's just like completely like- Completely nuts. And she's oh. still like, fuck you, and goes, okay, maybe another year. <gasps> oh. And so they can do all sorts of crazy shit to you. They're like and, gods to you. And the person doing this to you is you? Um, well, the or person doing this to you is John Hamm. Okay, the so- The people don't actually seem aware that there's a version of them inside the egg. Okay. As far as they see, it's just an egg that seems to know them very well. I don't think they understand 
that it's them. Oh, okay. So his day job is he creates a product for people that says it'll run your household and do everything exactly how you like it. But the only way to know how people like it is to create a copy of their personality and then torture the hell out of it because that's what humans do best. Okay. And because you wouldn't like it if you knew your product was tortured into compliance. So they just don't tell you that bit. As far as you know, it's just a really smart egg that runs your house. And it sort of plugs into your house like Google. Or- yeah, it's very much like those little Alexas or Google. Whatever the thing, the thing is. is. Yeah. It's just like a crazy version of that. And somehow it has control over your entire house. Because, you know, future. Future. <laughs> Magic, future, interchangeable. Gotcha. That is the first introduction they do of those cookie things, which come up quite a lot of this artificial clone of yourself. Cool. Where you can have like this digital clone that can be put in video games. Say they had Call of Duty and they need people to play soldiers. But the best way to do like NPCs is to have actual, actual people. Who just die over and over again and actually experience the pain and the fear. So they want to fight and they know they have to fight, but they're also scared and they're dying. And they just, all they do is die over and over again. Would you do that where you upload your cookie? So you don't suffer at all. It's just the digital clones of you that are forever going to be suffering. It would be cool to like verse myself in a video game, like mm. an honest myself, like knowing that the other end of like, like a boxing match. I want to test my skills against me. I want to know if computer Garth has like some advantages on me. <laughs> the first thing that when you explain the egg concept is the idea that they make a clone of you from analyzing your brainwaves. I think most people would be surprised, not me, at how quickly and easily it would be to make a copy of yourself. Like, it wouldn't take long to get like everything you need to know. I'm not that complicated. <laughs> Yeah, white two sugars, it's fine. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, like people go, now this can take months for ding, oh, it's done. That was like five seconds. Yeah, you're pretty basic, dude. I think a lot of people would be insulted. But essentially, like, knowing what's, like, in the egg and how it's running, the egg would be so good that we could get two of them to do the podcast. Yes. We just put the eggs down, and it's like they actually record a podcast even without us. Okay. And edit it as well. So why are we getting them to do the podcast and edit it? Why are we torturing them? What's the means at the end? Well, the podcast gets edited. I don't have to yeah, do it. that's what I <laughs> said we're torturing them by making them edit a podcast yeah oh yeah what will are we bending them to <laughs> I, I don't know if I could subject a computer version of me to that they could be in Call of Duty and I shoot them in the leg but I don't know if I make a podcast that's a bit mean. No, I just realized that I could use the thing to get all the editing done on the videos. Like, we could just make stuff all the time and my egg can deal with it. Well, we don't even have to do it anymore. They can record it and edit it. Imagine how many episodes would come out. Or I could even clone someone who's a good editor. And because a second can seem like a year to them, how much material would be done like, bang, like that? We're done. By the time I get here, you've got all the year's podcast done. That's awesome. But no, after John Hamm admits to torturing eggs, finally the guy is willing to open up about his story. And apparently what happened to him is he had this girlfriend who everything was going great with until he found out she was pregnant. He was happy to have the baby but she was like, no, no, I want to get rid of it. I don't actually want to have the baby. And that turned into a whole argument. Okay, so not only was he happy to have it, he wanted the baby and was against getting rid of it. Oh yeah, you saw this like great little montage at the start where they're going out and having fun and the relationship's good and they're hanging out with this like cute interracial couple of like some Asian dude and a white chick and you know that they're all having fun but she's unhappy as it turns out and so he wants the baby she doesn't and that's when we find out a new technology that's come into this grain thing which is you can block people like if i blocked you you would just be white like this fuzzy white thing so you'd see a fuzzy white thing so you'd know i'm here but you couldn't see me or hear me can't hear you either it just sounds like ah so it's the peanuts effect yeah you sound like the peanuts sound like the teacher and snoopy but you're all whited out so he's been whited out by his girlfriend and she's like,
like, no, no, it's over. Oh, wow. So then like some time passes and he finds out that she actually did have the kid. But because she's still blocking him, the block applies to children as because well. He can't see her child. So when she blocks him, he can't see her? They're both blocked. You can't see each other. She blocks him, which means they both become white fuzz to each other. Never have the conversation of why you broke up, essentially. Oh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the next thing of like, you know, you can text someone to break up now. It's just like, I'm just going to block this person and then they'll get the hint. But there's still the awkwardness of imagine you get on a bus and all you see is these white fuzzes. <laughs> oh my God, I'm on a bus full of people I've blocked. Because <laughs> all of them would look up and go, oh, there's a white fuzz. But they could all see each other and they could figure out backwardsly who it is because of it. They would even become a part of society where people are like, oh, I walked in and there was a white fuzz in there and I just didn't want to deal with that. Because you don't know who it was. You just know it's someone you don't like. Because you can't hear them and you can't really see. Do they look like a person's shape? They do. They're people shaped. Like a blocked. cutout. So, you know, you could still gesture to them. Like you could do sign language to a point. Like I'm sure you can't like make out fingers. Mm. But, you know, you could do like a gingerbread man dance. Yeah. You could still punch him in the face. If you could make everyone block you, then you could be an assassin and you get away with it. All you would have to do is block everyone. Yes, because you can do it. You can actively block people. And can you unblock people once they're blocked? So then you walk away scot-free because you go block this person, which is the security guard. Then you sneak through, do the murder, and then you escape, unblock them, and no one's the wiser. Okay, so now I've figured how to use this for evil. <laughs> the guy finds out that, that they had the that kid. That she had the kid. But which he, is like a little white fuzz. Yeah, which is now a little white fuzz. <laughs> and he gets mad about this, so she gets a restraining order on top of the blocking. Okay. So he figures out that every Christmas she goes to visit her father and takes the kid. So he goes out there every Christmas and sees his little white fuzzy kid playing in the front yard. And it's like what he looks forward to every year is just seeing his white fuzzy kid as it grows up, knowing that he would never be able to see who it was. Aww. And there's things of just like when he hears like her name goes, it's a little girl. Because he didn't know that. He just saw a white fuzz before that. Well, because someone who's not blocked said her name. Okay, so you can indirectly learn things about them because you can hear everyone around them. And so as... Then the mother is in an accident, which makes the mother die. Once you're dead, blocks a lift. So this guy's like, oh my God, I'm going to be able to see my child for the very first time. And then he goes- Can I, can I, it's not his kid. When he turns up there. (laughs) 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 Uh, Take that black mirror. Sorry, no, no, I'll, I'll be, I'll still be surprised. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks down at this little daughter that's his and sees that it has Asian eyes and remembers back to that nice, cute interracial couple that they used to hang out with at the start of the episode and goes like, oh my God, you were hooking up with that dude and you got pregnant to him and that's why you broke up with me? Oh my God, really? Get out of town! So he goes absolutely fucking crazy because the last five years he thought he had a daughter only turns out that he's been obsessing about someone else's kid. So he goes into the grandfather who was the father of the woman. Of, yeah, his ex-girlfriend and ends up beating his head in with a snow globe. What did he do? <laughs> That's the most randomest crime. <laughs> That's like telling a whole story about like how I love this girl. We got married. We had problems. We broke up. So then I stole a car. Well, no, he goes into the father who like now the daughter lives 
lives with. Oh, the now that his grandchild lives with. Well, not his and, grandchild. No, well, it's still that guy's grandchild. Oh, that guy's... Yeah, sorry, but it's not his kid. It's the guy's grand... That's the grandchild, but not yeah. the... Yeah, anyway. So the kid lives with her grandfather now. So the guy comes in and talks to the grandfather and he's like, where's my daughter? And it's like, what are you talking about? Because I don't care who this is. Where's my daughter? And it's like, no, no, there is no daughter. This is the kid, like, blah, blah. And he's like, no, where's my daughter? And that's when he starts, like, smashing oh, his head in. okay. Flee the insanity. And so it was all horrific. And that's why he's in this cabin. Okay. But it's then we find out that... Is the cabin purgatory? No, the cabin is... Not lost that we're watching? No, it's one of those cookie things. It's not <gasps> actually the guy. They're pretty much... Yeah, they're in an egg. You have the John Ham guy. He actually just puts his head in this little projector so he looks like he's in that world. But the other guy is a copy of that guy. The cops who are like listening in on that go up to the prison cell where that guy is and go, hey, we just interrogated your cookie. We got a full confession. Oh, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> So you can be interrogated from your cookie and what they can do is if they think you've done something, make a digital copy of you and torture that one until it gives answers until and they've broken they can... no laws. And because they can do whatever they want to, <coughs> there is no laws against how to treat the cookie. Oh, that's genius. <laughs> oh, terrifying. When you said he told two stories, I was suspicious. And yeah, of course it links back to, yeah, he, oh, this is what I do for a living. That's your hint right there. It was that second story of that's what he does for a living. He talks to cookies to try and get stuff out of them. And he managed to break this cookie, so it confessed. Oh, wow. At least he didn't do it through torture, really. Yeah. He just talked to him. But that would suck being, like, in a prison cell and someone comes up to you and go, you confessed everything. It's like Minority Report, where they get arrested without getting to do the thing. Yeah, that oh. would suck. I'd be like, man, fucking egg guff, what a snitch. And that is personally probably my favorite episode of... That sounds the most Twilighty of them. The big reveal at the end, the mystery, the reveal. Genius. All right, we still got a few more to go through. We're up to season three. Oh, God. All right. And there gets to be more episodes per season. Oh, this has like six episodes. Yeah, the next two have six, I saw. Yeah, cool. All right, I'll speed right. it up because there are some episodes that suck in this that we can probably skip past. Okay. But we will promise you that we will spoil every single one yeah. of these episodes. <laughs> All right, Nosedive. This is also one that is a little creepy and close to home because you watch it and go this could actually happen. The whole world is run by a Facebook rating. Is it not already? Yeah, this is pretty much just an extension of what happens now. Every interaction you have with something, a thing will come up on your phone where you can rate people. And if somebody has five stars, then they're entitled to like good jobs, getting houses at cheaper rates, free public transport. But if you're like a dirty two-starer, then no, no. It's just like getting an Uber. It's what? like turns life into like a huge Uber rating system. And it follows a woman who requires to be a point. Okay. Because then she can move into this like new house on this estate. So she's got this wedding coming up of a friend of hers who's... Actually, I think she wanted to be like a 4.3 because I think her friend is a 4.8. Okay. It's someone that's a high rating who she's doing. She's she's trying to go yeah. up in rating so she can get a better life. And yeah. so she's going to do like a speech as a bridesmaid at this mm. person's wedding. And she hopes that that will bump her rating up so she can get her dream house. And now in this world, do people honestly rate things? Or is there like a peer pressure society thing? You know, in Ubers, everyone gives five stars unless there's a problem because you're afraid to like, oh, no, no, I don't want to be mean. 
<clears throat> and also I don't want the other person to give me a bad rating as a result. There is sort of a fakeness in the rating system, but it's not the same as that. Like people will downrate if you're higher up because your stars are worth more. If you're a five star, your rating is worth more. If you were a five star and you gave someone a five star rating, that would mean more than if a two star gave a five star rating. Mm. And so those people tend to be a little more gracious. They're more likely to give like a three star or something like that. You mean more like judgmental as in like they're more willing to give lower ratings. Because they don't like people who are too low to be up on that level. Also because they're already on five stars. They're bullies. They talk about people in the service industry will generally give you five stars if you give them five stars, but their points are worth way less because the system takes into account that that's just some dude who gave you a coffee who cares what he thinks about you. Okay, so there's a whole dynamic to this. Yes. All right, because I was going to start going on about all my (laughs) theories of how to rot the system, but essentially it's just kind of like life now. Like no one cares what the Uber driver thinks. Yeah, (laughs) if he gave you five stars, that doesn't get you anywhere. But if Bill Gates said you were a five-star dude, you'd get to speak at Harvard. This is exactly like life right now. So it follows a girl who I think her name is Lacey. Yeah, Lacey. Oh, there it says there. She's currently rated a 4.2 and wants to achieve a 4.5. So she starts out at a 4.2 and she's got to go to the airport so she can get to her friend's wedding and bump up her thing. But some things happen. She gets into an argument with her brother who spite gives her like a low rating. And then she bumps into somebody else as she's going who also downrates her a bit. By the time she gets to the airport, she's been bumped down a little. But then at the airport, when they look over a system, they actually bump her off the flight to give to someone who has a higher rating. But that's specifically because her rating was lowered. They went, well, no, you go back of the queue because now that your rating's this, you're not worth it. So someone who's more important than you will go through. So she creates a scene saying she has to get there, which makes her get downgraded more, more. and given something for the next 24 hours called double damage. So if anyone else gives her a lower rating, it makes it twice as bad. And so she goes to rent a car so she can drive out there but finds that because she made a scene at the airport now her rating is too low to actually get a car this is just a direct parallel to life and how if someone has a bad accident or something like you know they get caught in a bad situation and then they get arrested for something and then that ruins the rest of their life this could just be like film now it's just someone puts stars on top of it <laughs> and so essentially you can see where it's going on the trip to the wedding she eventually makes it there but she's all like rated down and, and- so no one wants her speech no one wants her speech even though she's trying to give it anyway even though they wanted her to give the speech until this unfortunate series of events happened and then because she's making a scene and being obnoxious all these people are like rating her even lower which is then when we find out if your rating hits a certain level you can be arrested and brought in for rehabilitation because you obviously have antisocial behavior okay does rehabilitation involve an egg (laughs) no it doesn't in this they don't bring back in the eggs okay fair enough yeah it was one of those things that puts in the point that if she was just nicer to her brother at the beginning, none of the other stuff would have happened and she would have been fine and got what she wanted. Because on one side we're going, oh, look, it's the spiral. Once this happens, therefore she loses this, loses this, loses this. But it is a exercise in restraint. If you're just a nice giving person, okay, I did something bad. But then if you apologize, I'm sorry that I, uh, I can't make the wedding. I'm really sorry they wouldn't let me on the flight. Maybe she'd be all right. Maybe she needs to have sex with a pig in front of the entire country to get her rating back up. Because that doubles within a year. I mean, in her defense too, her brother was like a 3.1. So like... <laughs> <laughs> well, then why does his rating count? <laughs> Ew. All right. Next one. Playtest. Playtest 
first is something where they're testing a new virtual reality game. You got cliche game nerd, kind of like the stoner game nerd, not the, the nerdy game nerd. Okay, yeah. So stoner game nerd, he's going to go test a game at a video game company. He's also working to try and get the technology as well because he's spying for like another company who's competing against this company. So they're like no phones in there, but he sneaks his phone in and like takes pictures of everything. And he does get caught with his phone when his mom calls. Like they start <laughs> playing the game and his mom calls like, oh, it's like, is that your phone? It's like, no. <laughs> and they find it and they take it off him, but they can't get in to get the photos for some reason. I can't remember. But essentially he's playing this virtual reality game where it starts with like little whack-a-mole things coming out, like these little animated creatures coming out of the desk that he's got to knock down. And then when that's successful, they take him to like a horror house. Okay. And this is what the virtual reality is and to find what scares him and to make that reality. And that's the game. But he's kind of like laughing at all of it. Like they make a giant spider in front of him and he's like, oh my God, that is creepy, man. You guys are really good at this because he's self-aware it's a game and that nothing in there can literally hurt him. And then things start to get a bit out of hand and he actually gets cut by something and he starts freaking out about it. And that's the real game? He's not actually cut? I don't know. It seems to think that it's real and they keep telling him that there are problems, but there are things of him going like, is this a game or not? Ah, okay. So he doesn't actually mm. know if it's real or not. He starts to get a little scared by it. So it seems to be like it's actually getting into his fear senses now and knows how to actually scare him. Yes. Because it was obviously failing with the fake looking spiders. And then they start confronting him with his father who had dementia and died slowly. See, that's where I was afraid they were going to do something like, yeah. oh yeah, what's actually something terrifying that, oh no. And then he starts to lose his memory and that's his biggest fear of going down the same path as his father. But then it does this thing where it cuts out of the game and it turns out that the guy who was testing the game is dead and there was an electrical surge problem like a couple of seconds into the test and the problem was caused by the fact that they had a mobile phone signal in there and that's why they say don't bring phones in here because on the test one it will create a surge that will just electrocute you. So, okay, so the guy died but he kept going in the game? Well, that's the way how they explain it is they go he died the second it electrocuted him but in this second before he died every part of his brain lit up. Time dilation thing is like that was a couple of seconds was like a week or whatever. To him felt like a week where he was stuck in this haunted house and slowly succumbed to his biggest horror. And that's another horrible way to go out, isn't it? If somebody said that they were testing a virtual reality game that like is experimental and goes into your brain. No, (laughs) you don't be the first person to do that. Yeah, my biggest idol in life is Buzz Aldrin. I'll do anything second. Yes. (laughs) If the first guy didn't die or get eaten by moon spiders, I'm happy to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Moon spiders. You would have been thinking of your land like going like, they don't know there's not moon spiders. Spiders are hard enough to find and there's craters everywhere. They'd fit right into them. How do you know that it was meteorites that made those (laughs) holes? It could be spider holes. Yeah, no, I don't do the virtual reality game. I'm not even getting the first version. I will get the version five years afterwards when it's more affordable and they've got written of every bug and people are already onto the next experimental one. I'll always be a couple of versions behind just to be safe. See, I'll do virtual reality now because virtual reality now is putting a small TV screen in front of your eyes that just moves with you. It's not crazy like reading into your brain or anything. It's just watching a TV really close. But something where they matrix you, like if someone was going to upload me into the matrix and I lose control of my actual body for this time, it's like, all right, hold on a sec. (laughs) All video games, visual things need to be on the outside of me. I don't get TVs plugged into me. That's kind of a rule I live by. (laughs) I'm not okay with it being inside my brain. I can use my ears and eyes just fine. Thank you. Now we got shut up and dance. dance. 
Oh, yeah. You have this, like, it says 19-year-old kid, Kenny. Okay. Essentially, he gets a virus on his computer that has videotaped him masturbating to porn. And the virus threatens to send it to absolutely everyone on his list unless he does what they say. Which is an actual scam that exists out there. I know someone who's had that happen to them. (laughs) (laughs) You said you wouldn't say anything about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but your payment didn't come through, Ben. Yeah, everyone on my email list already knows. That's the thing. If people go like, we'll send all the porn you watch to people you know it's like oh they gotta find out somehow (laughs) (laughs) I've got a second storage for it I'm so glad that someone else knows where all my porn is because I couldn't find this one site (laughs) see at 19 I might have had a problem with it now I'm just like no whatever I have nothing to hide (laughs) and I think we've touched on this concept before of like no one wants anyone else to see you masturbating the same as no one wants anyone to see you like taking a dump I don't want anyone to see that but everyone does it I'm still not gonna pay for people not to if someone said there's a video uploaded of you taking a shit if you don't pay me like 500 bucks I'm gonna put it up there I'd be like let's put it up there I like that masturbation is your official I don't negotiate with terrorist <laughs> stance like before you were willing to fuck a pig but- <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll have sex with a pig you know but like <laughs> it's um, me jerking off I'm fine that's how we do things here and so yeah he gets asked to do a bunch of things that like massively escalate I've seen this blackmail concept where do this or I'll release this then once they've done this thing then it's like well now you have to do everything I say or I'll show you that as well and so they get him to like eventually rob a bank and then he goes out into a place with the money where there's another guy waiting for them and then him and the other guy are given to a command to fight to the death over this money that's pretty cool I like that and so they do the fight to the death and this 19 year old kid wins and then the troll people say ha 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 we're just gonna release it anyway that's why you don't negotiate with terrorists and then it turns out that apparently this kid that we've been feeling sorry for the whole time it hasn't exactly been the most moral porn that he's been looking up. Oh. And this terrorist group is kind of a vigilante thing that is trying to stop perverts from going on the internet. Oh, see, I love the switch. And that's the same with that White Bear episode where it's someone's done a horrible thing where you're like, horrendous crime, horrendous punishment, do they match? That's the sort of subject that there's no excuse and everyone will point the finger and make it out. It's unforgivable. It is unforgivable. It's a terrible, horrible thing. So does that justify doing horrible things to them? doesn't actually fix the problem. Do you know the one thing that I thought is the part that bugs me in that? And go, okay, so if this guy's watching like, you know, child porn and you've got a video of him masturbating to it and you can put it as like the side-by-side things. If you send that to people, you're now distributing child porn, which is arguably worse to send a whole bunch, bunch of, of people. people. They're now distributing it. He was a watcher. They're a distributor. Distribution's way worse. They're now responsible for way more of it being out there. Yeah, so they're more guilty and plus they got him to do a whole bunch of horrible things kill a person rob a bank which they're foe hmm. in charge of like yeah they're responsible for these things so it is that thing of like I was watching it and go like look I get it you gave him the most horrendous crime ever but you're now doing yeah, the this same is thing kind of like over the top <laughs> did they say that they show what he's looking at when they release it or is it just showing because then the next thing is like it's just him jerking off but we don't actually know what he's looking at or they might claim what it is but if they don't show what it is then it did did sound like they were just gonna send it because it ends with him getting a call from his mother being like oh my god I can't believe you watched this stuff so she would have had to know by the context of the email oh yeah see how there's that little flaw in it though that you're pointing out and that's sort of like the dark twist it has in there because the whole time you're thinking dude if they just had a picture of me jerking off I don't know why I would rob a bank to stop that but mm. then when it has that twist you're like I'll oh, maybe rob the bank then <laughs> <laughs> but did they start off with something like small 
small and easy? Yeah, I think he just had to pick up a cake. A cake. And then the cake had a gun in it. Okay, so they got him started. Because what I was thinking is that they gave him to do something slightly incriminating, just a little mm. bit. But then now you're hooked. Because if someone said to you, I got a footage of you jerking off, but you just have to go and collect this thing. And then you collect the thing, and then you find out that that thing was stolen. Now you're trapped. And then they can escalate you more in, and mm. you should have stopped earlier. So I guess the point is, everyone, just film yourself jerking off and just send it to everyone. <laughs> it's the only way around this. Cool, so let's shut up and dance. San Junipero. Ooh, we can make this a quick one because I hate this episode. This was the episode that made me take a break from the show and I didn't watch it for ages after this. That kind of enthralls me and wants me to know more. And it also started a thing that I say often when watching these things. And sometimes I'm bringing it into watching other stuff where I'm like, just Black Mirror already. Because <laughs> you know how we were talking about it's good when they get the premise out really quickly? This one does not? This one does not. And it goes for like an hour and a half. Oh, just do the mirror thing. This one is set in the 80s. Already um, very different. And there's this cute black girl who meets this cute white girl and they decide to be lesbians. And for 40 minutes, there's this back and forth of like, oh, I don't know if I want to. Maybe I do. Complicated backstory. Annoying shit. That whole spiel for like 40 minutes. And then you see them like in the 90s. And weirdly, they don't look like they've aged. Then they're hanging out there and doing stuff. And then it's back to the 80s again. And that's when we start to find out that it isn't the 80s or the 90s. It's actually like way in the future. And this is one of those virtual reality type deals. And the deal is, is they have like 80s land and 90s land that they can upload your conscious to when you die. These are two separate consciousnesses for each of them in uh, 80s land and 90s land. Or is it the same conscious going from one to the other, like visiting different sites? Yeah, going from one to the other, like different sites. You could just decide to go spend the day in the 90s. So these people are dead? These people are old as it turns out because they look like cute girls before that but you know that's their avatars but that's their avatars they're sort of like their avatars are in their 20s or something like that they're really in like their 90s yeah like all those hot girls on the internet are really 40 year old men yeah exactly same rule and one of them's in a coma or as a vegetable and they're talking about like uploading to this after they die so they're just doing it as a sample now to see if this is something that they're into but they don't explain that until like the hour and 10 mark the whole movie it just feels like you're watching some lesbian story from the 80s and I was watching it the whole time going why is this a fucking Black Mirror episode Black Mirror already (laughs) just Black Mirror and that's where I got to the end where I was angry and I decided that an hour and 10 minutes is too late into this to Black Mirror you should have done it by now okay that makes sense (laughs) because it's not about oh the reveal like it was all a computer that's not clever no like if you bring the premise and then we get to see it play out that's clever or if the big reveal like the John Hamm Christmas one where you get the Black mirror stuff and then at the very end it finds out oh it's confession mm-hmm. that's clever oh wow we've gone really over yeah we're not gonna get through all of these dude oh no we are speeding up and running out of yeah zest because we're trying to rush now whatever wow so we are like really at the end of the episode now and we only got up to like season three episode four okay which that's about halfway actually about halfway we could turn this into a two-parter the first legitimate two-parter we've done ben don't tease me <laughs> we've said that so often it's lost all meaning because this is essentially uh, you've got a show that you really like and you're telling me really cool premises and they get better too like they're so fun to talk about oh, I'm looking at some of the episodes that come up yeah we're definitely gonna have to do this as a part two this would be too long an episode to do in one hit <laughs> <laughs> alright well if that's what you want to do I mean I don't plan on watching these anytime soon so spoil it away for me so the question is is if we're gonna do a part two do we rate it yet I think we have to rate what we did I am not gonna remember what we just talked about now like any
any time after I leave this place. I'm going to go home and forget all about this. So I think we need to rate it. All right. Well, what would you rate this page then? I'd have to rate it a pig fucker out of a possible cookie. I was introduced to the concept by the first episode. It's all I had, which is a pig fucker. And it's upheld that. But it's out of a possible cookie because well, we didn't get to the whole thing. And that's a horrible, horrible thing. Like, this seems to be rated. The way the show's going, there is a kind of violence, sex, and just horribleness to it. And I don't think we've reached the pinnacle of how horrible this show can be yet. I get the strange feeling that this is going to get worse. I'm not saying that the show is light. I'm saying it can get to cookie. We started on pig fucker, which is pretty bad. It's a bad thing to start <laughs> at, which I respect. I like. I found it strangely, even though all we did was talk about things that I absolutely find uncomfortable, strangely intriguing. They are fun, aren't they? It's very fun. I guess because it's not happening to me, which is just like the morals being taught in all the episodes we discuss, where the people are being punished, everyone who's punishing them is doing the exact same crime. Right now I'm here enjoying these things as we all are through the black mirror. Ah, ah, hey, I retain that knowledge. <laughs> Alright, so that's what I thought. What do you think, Ben? Well, I'm gonna give my rating out of 11 because we talked about 11 episodes. Alright, that's pretty alright for like an hour and a half. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> 11 of the 22, we literally got halfway through the show. Look at us go. Totally by accident. Yeah, didn't plan that at all. I like that I had to say that like they wouldn't believe us. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm gonna give this a 10 out of 11. It would have got a perfect score, but you know, San Junipero, the one we just last <laughs> talked about. I really didn't like that episode. So what you're saying is if we stopped an episode earlier, it would have been 10 out of 10. Possibly. That minus one would have crossed over to the next episode. Well, even like giving like the rating of like what I would think of every episode that we talked about. The National Anthem I liked, 15 million merits. That was probably one of the weaker ones. Entire History of You is like one of the classic ones and seen as a lot of people who are a fan of the show's favorite. I think even Robert Downey Jr. is going to turn that into a movie. Oh, wow. Be Right Back. That's another classic episode and this really likes that. White Bear was kind of weird. That's, that's yeah, the, pretty full on. The Waldo moment just felt like reality was more crazy than that show. Yeah, like, yeah, you undersold. White Christmas is awesome. I thought that was perfect. And John Hamm is a legend because he did that and that alone. Nosedive again, too much reality because of like yeah. Facebook is like that now. The only difference is that we don't physically see our rating. Playtest was kind of crap. Shut Up and Dance, that was actually kind of crap as well. A little slow and tedious. And San Junipero sucked. That's why I stopped watching it around that time because the previous three episodes were kind of sucky. <laughs> it just sort of went on a downward spiral, which that's what season three. Yeah, yeah, that's about the time that you can have a little buffer. I mean, you can't be expected to kill after White Christmas. I've seen many shows that do that where they come out with this killer episode and you're like, oh my God, this show is great. And then it's like, well, now's the time to get out the crappy ideas, <laughs> which we've done that. And every comedian does this where you try and wedge the weaker jokes right after the good joke and before the really good joke. So it's in the middle there where people go, oh, it's okay. It's not that great. Oh, it's okay. It's not that great. Oh, and here's some good stuff again. But yeah, we will get into the rest of these. Anyway, we do have to end this episode quick. All right. It's running over. All right. All so right. plugs. you got YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, also humidor.com.au. And also you can email in to wikireviewpodcast at gmail.com. And if you have any like comments on Black Mirror and things you liked about the episode, if you're a fan, never seen it or anything, just let us know about what you thought. And give us five star rating like the yeah. thing so that we don't end up going to rehabilitation. This is going to be a crazy picture for Brendan to draw this week. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, yes. I wonder if it will have a pig in it. I look forward to it. I'm gonna try and give him, well, I'll say Black Mirror, he'll know. We'll see what happens, eh? Yeah, everyone knows but you. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, that's been Wiki Review. I've been Ben Graw. I've been Garth Remington. And we'll catch you on the next Wiki Review. Find Humidor on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and at humidor.com.au. Theme is I Live for the Bass Drum by DJ Searle. All other music by Matt Graw. Zzzz.